Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father. He told me enough. He told me to kill me. Griff Carger said you were coming there. We have your border. I like those odds. Hello, bonjour, and welcome to Forest Moon Radio, an X-Wing Miniatures podcast. Forest Moon Radio is a twice-monthly podcast talking about all things Star Wars, with a huge emphasis on the X-Wing board game. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Forest Moon Radio. I'm Ewok Squad member Dave, back again after missing last week's episode. I'm so glad to be back with you guys. It's uh, nice and dull here, the same as it is, I'm sure, everywhere. Anyways, there's a, <laughs> there's a couple guys with me here tonight, some usuals and a special guest. So, I don't know, starting on the left here, why don't we introduce ourselves? Justice from New Orleans, also known as the Trades. Broadcasting from my office. Luke, or otherwise known as the Lunatic Online. Uh, my office has been dismantled for the new edition coming to my family, so I have been banished to flying out of the basement. That's <laughs> uh, where so. you should be. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, and this is uh, Steve from the Florida Man Plays X-Wing podcast. And uh, um, so I'm down here in Florida, I'm hanging out with the with the Canadians today. So <laughs> and the New Orleans and the New Orleans, yeah, look at that. What do you guys have for weather down there? Oh, I mean, it was about it was actually about like seventy, probably seventy seventy five today. Yeah, um, oh, sunny. Geez. Yeah, it was rainy here, but warm. Yeah, it was you, nice and you sunny. You have out. to put your long sleeve shirts on this time, Justice. You're not complaining. No. Last time we spoke, it was like I don't know what sixty degrees down there. Or it, it was cold. It was like yeah, in the yeah, 40s. cold. <laughs> 50. Yeah, yeah, it got cold for a minute. You know, it, it gets cold for like you know a day or two here at a time, and then and then it's better straight back to like the seventies. So in real degrees, is that twenties? Yeah, uh, we, I don't know. You do the you do the math. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I think when I figured it out, it was like t- twenty or eighteen or something. Okay, uh, so we had a a couple subjects that we we're going to try and tackle today. Has uh, anybody kind of been doing anything lately that they want to mention? I I know, yeah. I've been. I know. Me and Atreides have been in, and uh, Stephen have been in the Kyber Cup. Yeah, and uh, so that's been a lot of fun. I'm also in the Bill and Ted tournament where you can mix factions together. Currently three and zero right now out of four rounds in the cut. So that's been a blast. Uh, I'm in the Renegades in addition to Kyber, the uh, garbage shoot one. Yeah, I saw they changed their Discord name. That's kind of funny. Um, yeah, and I'm just playing in the Kyber. That's the only thing I got going on at the moment. And actually, the, it's the first time I, I hadn't played in like since like November. So I was, I'm uh, I'm a little out of practice at the moment, just kind of messing around a little bit while I wait for uh, Atomic Mass to to give us uh, some direction as to where things are going. Yeah, I think everybody's X-wing play is interrupted in the one way or another. Yeah, yeah. We we don't have any local stores that are allowing in in person play, so. 
Nope. Um, it's all, all online for me. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're in lockdown up here. Well, y'all are in real lockdown. We're in pretend lockdown. Yeah, te- technically we 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 could play in person. There's nothing like legally stopping us. It's just that the the couple of stores in town that actually that where we would normally play X-wing were uh, smart enough to kind of self lockdown. Essentially, they're not they're not doing in 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 person play at all for any games. So right, right, smart. Yep. Here you got no choice. <laughs> <laughs> Myself, I've been playing. I just posted in the chat there. I've been playing with that uh, hot AC x-wing ai so i got my plastic ships out on the table but it is not the same as playing against a real opponent but i was able to play with zam and that's why i have some questions because i had nobody to ask all right yeah our first subject um that we kind of want to tackle and some people might have been having a lot of fun or frustrations with is zam wessel the crew and the pilot card lots of fun does, uh, do we want to kind of start about what she does? Do we want to start with questions about her? Okay. Um, I mean, we can start with what she does, the spreadsheet. Um, no, basically what Zam does is, at the start, she has four charges, but the pilot removes two on setup. The crew re- only has two, removes two. And then during the system phase, you can assign one of the secret uh, conditions to her. Uh, Zam has two secret conditions. You better mean business and you should thank me. And each is assigned face down and it's revealed after you defend. And they each have their own interesting interactions. So like, you better mean business is after you defend, you reveal it. And it says, after you defend, you may spend two charges from Zam if you do perform a bonus attack against the attacker. But then it has another paragraph. At the end of the engagement phase, if this card is face down and you are in an enemy ship's firing arc, you may reveal this card. If you do, Zam Wessel recovers two charges. And then at the start of the system phase, the next turn, you remove the condition. Yeah, so let me ask a couple questions here while you're on that yeah. card. So both cards are assigned to you when you set up, and you are allowed to know which is which when they're face down, right? Yes, so during system phase, you assign one of these two face down. So you know what so, you're assigning face down. Yeah, and with this particular one, you better mean business. I've used it like this. So after you defend, oh, actually, I think I used the other one. I think I was using the other one. Damn. You probably used the other one first. I did. Yes. Yes. Sorry. I'll finish with this card. And when you get to, you should thank me. I'll ask what I was going to ask. Well, so that's, you better mean business. Then the other one, you should thank me, reads, this card is assigned face down. Reveal it after you defend. After you defend, Zam Wessel recovers one charge, then you may acquire a lock on the attacker. But then the second paragraph, at the end of engagement phase, if this card is face down, and you are in an enemy ship's firing arc, you may reveal this card and spend two charges from Zam Wessel. If you do, you may perform a bonus attack. At the start of the system phase, remove this condition. That's what a lot of people use when they're I using would think the crew so. card. I would think so, yeah. 
This one's well, this one is fun. It's great, and I hope I'm using it right. Each one is so, so let me know, ask you here. unique, and it's a mind game, and it's fun. And and when you're using that one, so that first paragraph, after mm-hmm. you defend, Zam Wessel recovers one charge. Period. Yes. So if I uh, it took two, char- I I used two charges to assign them to myself, and let's say in the first round of combat, I am attacked by two different ships. I recover two charges. Back. Two charges. Yep. Correct. Okay, good. And then I may acquire an attack, or sorry, acquire a lock on the attacker. Yep. I let I can I can option to pick the second attacker. Let's say. Well, so you it get shot have to be first. a lock on the first attack. Yeah. So you get shot the first time. You flip the card, and then you defend. You recover a charge, and you acquire the lock if you want to on the first one. But I. I, I Right, may right. Yeah. So let's say let's say the the second attacker is juicier, and I want it's it's totally fine to take the lock on the second guy instead if I want. Yeah, yeah. But you could you could also take it on the first one, and then take right. it on the second one, because now they know well, I, what card you have. They see that card. So if they are like, this is where some of the mind games come in, because should they shoot you with the second ship? Well, if they shoot you with the second ship, they're saying you can have another charge back and you get a lock as well. But maybe they don't want you to get that other charge back. So they might not shoot you after seeing you have that card. Oh, I suppose. Yes. Yeah. So I would probably always, always take the lock the first time, especially because you don't know if you're going to get shot again. That's fair. And again, I have been playing basically against the computer AI. So I think it's making very simplistic choices. It, it it's one of those okay so you should thank me is usually the first t- card that they gets assigned especially oh, i wait, mean sorry let me interrupt you here you you said yeah. you flipped the card up i don't have to flip it up when i'm being attacked you reveal it after you defend yeah so you do have to reveal it after you after defend i'll yeah. oh, reveal it after you defend oh yes okay yeah. right. all right perfect sorry so like with this first one if you're playing zam this is usually one of the first ones you assign because you're negative two charges right now. If you have the crew, you have no charges whatsoever. If you have the pilot, right. you have two, which is okay. So you usually assign this one for the first like round because hopefully they either shoot you or if they didn't shoot you, you get that bonus attack immediately. Because... With the bonus attack on You Should Thank Me, you just have to be in an enemy ship's firing arc. You could have bumped a ship. And... The card has to be faced down. Yes. So if you bumped a ship and they did not attack you, like, let's say it's point... the They're flying two ships. One ship bumped into Zam, and you bumped into that ship. And the other ship is firing at somebody else. Well... You're in that bump ship's firing arc. So you get to then do the second part. Because you didn't get shot, but you're in a firing arc. Right, right. Yeah, you can you can also use this as like a feint too. So if you you can either be super aggressive with Zam and then maybe use the 
um, use the other uh, use like you should thank me instead um, because think you know it's like maybe they won't shoot at you because they expect you to have you better mean business on there mm -hmm. because you were aggressive and you got in like range one uh, but then you put the other one on there just there's kind of a fake out or you kind of can hang back with Zam and kind of dare them to shoot at Zam um, because maybe they think you have you should thank me on there and you know they're gonna shoot at you to try to get you to you know to to flip that so it can't you know get the recover two or whatever or do the bonus attack at the end in the end yeah. phase so it's it's it really is like a ton of mind games going on with 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 this card or with this uh pilot or, or upgrade so yeah when this card first came out my argument was that it's not great for newer players just because you're already learning such a complicated game and with yeah. all these but they're like I could probably learn what the cards do and everything like that. My only problem is the game state when inevitably somebody's going to forget the Zam trigger in one of the two phases. Because well, I, I'm using all of my mind power just to remember to drop my probe droids at the beginning of the game match. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the I remembering Zam every turn. It's, I would never use Zam against a new player. I would never give Zam to a new player to use, just because. I mean, every card has so many triggers, and Zam is just like five triggers. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's you know three three little paragraphs per card, two cards to think about, it's and you have to bit. manage your charges. So in the Kyber tournament that I got top four in, the one that was in December, the Kyber League, yeah. No, no, it was a hexile. It was the a hexile. The hexile hyperspace tournament. Yes. Oh, that one. Okay. That I got top four in. I played against a lot of other Zam players with my uh, Django Zam, and it always just ends. You have to know, like, which one to assign when, and I feel like I've assigned the right ones when I should, but it always feels like the opponents or other people. Like, it's hard to judge. Because, okay, so you better mean business. The problem with this one, if they're not going to be in your arc for you to do the bonus attack with, it is worthless. Yeah, but the other one where you get target locks, right? No matter what. Yes. The other yeah. one, if they shoot you, you get a target lock, which is great because if you're going against like an I-6, you can take a focus. They'll shoot you. Now you get a lock against them. Yeah, but, yeah. like, if they're going to be out of your arc, you better mean business is so risky because you're not going to get to shoot. And if you're playing against Zam, that's what you want to just remember. Get out of their, get out of Zam's arc if you can. Dodge it. The, try to figure that out. Because even if you're out of arc and they have, you should thank me. Yeah, he gets a lock, but he won't be able to shoot you. Yeah, the other interesting thing is that even even choosing this card in the begin in the system phase is is a may. So from a mm -hmm. game state perspective, that could get very confusing because if you forget it, that means you actually forgot it. It's not like a must that you can go back and do. Um, I always see that's why. Oh, it is a may. Yeah, yeah. You oh, don't so you have just, to you just put it at the beginning of the game then, which is which I wouldn't the... suggest. I would always suggest <clears> saying system. Like I've gotten into a big habit of just saying system phase, I assign the card. Right. So you are getting to use each card more than once? Oh yeah. 
because you're not discarding the card you're removing this right. condition no. yeah you just every every at the beginning of every system phase it goes back into your hand essentially and then right. and then then immediately after that you get to pick pick which one you want to put back down okay that was my next question about remove this condition because yep. it doesn't yeah it doesn't say discard but yeah okay so remove is just basically put it back into your hand and redraw yeah so i'm really guilty of this um i play like a few turns in my head ahead of the game or a few like phases sometimes so i'm really guilty of assigning the card like during the end phase where people are still saying like i'll put the card down so my habit is um, when you load it into T TTS, it comes with a ZAM token. So I place, I make oh, yeah. it big, and I place that ZAM token on top of the card I choose. And I tell my opponent this. I'm like, I'm going to place this on top of the two, one of the two cards I choose. And so it's there with the token on top, and I'm not touching it. And so in systems, I always say, systems, I sign the card. So I've been playing on my tabletop against the AI with the actual ships. I, I just float the uh, the card next to the ship. It does have a token, actually, now that you mention it. Yeah. I'm a cluttered person, so... So I'm, uh, I'm sorry if people are still confused if you're like a newer player, but uh, hopefully that's the great thing about this. You can just keep re-listening, and hopefully and it explains it clearer. Or, I, I mean, gonna... message me on any of the... I'm on GSP Absolutely. and... Yeah, feel free to message any of us, mostly. Him. Yeah, the first thing you need to do, though, is actually buy the ship, then break yeah. out the cards, <laughs> and read along with us. But definitely buy the ship. Yes. Yes. Everybody uh, buy X-Wings. <laughs> <laughs> Keep the game alive. Uh, I just reorganized a lot of my X-Wing stuff in my cabinets, and it's like, yep, I'm buying a lot of stuff still. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, other, the other thing that's interesting about this too, just, just one last thing to bring up about it is because it, it's during the system phase. So it, and it's a may, so, which means it's going to be beholden to uh, initiative mm -hmm. rules and that kind of stuff. So de depending on whether it's the crew or the, or, or the Zam ship, which is at a five, um, you know, you got to keep track of that and the, the order in which this is going to get played, um, which becomes important in, in games like, where there's ships with bombs, or if I think about this stuff a lot because of um, because of decloaking with uh, yeah uh, with the phantoms, um, so that's it's important information that is suddenly out there or may or may not be available to you when you have to make the decision. So um, just or if something you're flying really informant mind. or sense on any yeah. of the ships. One question uh, for we can delve into the crew card a little bit too but another question for the pilot is there a card that's broken or just you would include on her every time no matter what dooku just dooku okay uh, i state like i really like my um kyber my hexa i like the build i have for zam I, i've seen a lot of people go with perceptive co-pilot but that just takes away your boost option Man, and I've seen Perceptico Pilot. That's what eight points. Yeah, and then, but then they also have Django as well, and Django's the one with Dooku. See, I don't like that. I don't like that Dooku on Django personally. Two, do you have on Dooku? I I have Slave One Title Suppressive Gunner. 
Okay. No crew. Um, and, and you have a bid, right? Yes. It is smaller now that I actually fixed the non-hyperspace version of this list. By the way, I fixed the list during the second week. After <laughs> yeah. uh, in case anybody missed last episode, uh, what extra card did Django have on him? Django had electronic baffles for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember putting it on there, but it had it. <laughs> Surprise. And I realized that on the podcast. So if you listened to last week, you could last time you could hear me say, wait, this isn't the build I had. <laughs> Awesome. Um, did we? Uh, I mean, I we've seen a lot of Zam Crew and Scum recently online. Hexel Gaming, GSP. Um, I I think it's definitely worth exploring if you're a Scum player. Um, who do you think takes? I think that Zuckus takes great advantage of it. Um, yeah, but you have to bring Zuckus. Yeah, I know, but it's it's fun to have a four dice ship. I know they get extra greens, but it's just, it's fun. I mean, we've all seen it on Dengar, right? Pretty sure there's uh, Zuckus and Dengar. Like, yeah, or... play Zuckus on Dengar, and then Maybe. you get... Doesn't, it, doesn't his, his ability kind of do that anyways? I yeah, mean, I guess you get, you get the target lock. And... Yeah, yeah, that's true, that's true. Yeah, you don't get two. You don't get two bonus attacks. No. Yeah, yeah. The the rules limit you to one bonus attack per round. But I mean, so you get shot. You have Dengar. You get shot. You can now take the target lock, and then get the bonus attack if they're in your front. It's a lot cheaper than taking a Han Gunner. Yeah, yeah. It is pretty good there just for the uh, just for that. What does the and then. You it can have your four. side arc. Dengar only works out the front. So, Zam can work out the side. So you could get a bonus attack when they're shooting, and you're shooting out the side. So Zam is very popular. Zam's getting played a ton out there. Yes. Yeah, I, I've seen Zam on a lot of streams recently. How about Django? Django, too. Connor? Yeah. Or... We just, um, we just saw... Uh, Which stream just had um, Django and Suntac? Toby was oh, playing. I don't remember. Did that win? Yep. Yeah, it was against um, three Y-Wings and Warthog. And they managed to spread the Y-Wings out enough and stay out of the front arcs so that the Y-Wings couldn't fire their proton torpedoes. <laughs> they, they managed to get um, Sunfac and Django both down to half. But... Uh, he took out the whole list. Okay. Was, I mean, yeah, it's, I fly um, a two-ship list all the time. It's not not that different. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty similar, Boba Fenrao. Yeah. I mean, I, I've I've never flown Sunfac, but it's you know it's a small squishy ship, right? I I mean, he might even last a little longer sometimes. He but he doesn't might, hit as hard. He, I think he punches just as hard because he gets rid of the agility with the snare, and he gets an hmm. extra die. It's not five dice, but it's still four dice. Well, it could be five dice if you're on bullseye. Yeah, well, that's strong. Yeah, I'm interesting to see. We got um, Gold Squadron's Flight Club, uh, first the first round of the Alpha Qualifier this weekend. So we'll uh, 
we'll, we'll see how this kind of hits the meta. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to watching that. I would have loved to sign up. I chose really, not to. It's really hard to do the full day game, um, tournaments. Yeah, they are they are rough. I've I've done a I've I've done a couple. I did a couple of them last year, but <laughs> so did I. And yeah, I did Space Jam Galaxies, uh, a couple of the galaxies. It was uh, it's hard. Yeah, I did Space Jam, one of the galaxies, and uh, Lima Open. you're stuck at home right and then when you're at, you're not like leaving traveling to go to a tournament so when you're at home you still have responsibilities <laughs> and yeah. i don't and i think i mentioned this on here but it's i don't know if i did but it's something i've been thinking about why sometimes in those longer day tournaments i don't do as well as i usually do in longer day tournaments and it's because it's so friendlier on the online ones like, you're sitting there, and it's like, yeah, okay, I lost. And you go, and you get a soda or get some water, get something to eat, just, and you're at your house, just relax. In an in-person tournament, you're in this room with those opponents that, like, this guy just beat you, and you now have to watch him. And you stare <laughs> at him all day. And it's like, he yeah, you have me. you have a face to hate. Yeah. <laughs> you have this and... drive, like, oh, he beat me. I'm going to now win it all. And the drinks and the chicken tenders are too expensive. And it's awful. Yeah, like here you can have like water or there's like energy drinks. <laughs> I do I do have certain rituals that are tied to like the in-person tournaments that, that don't exist for the online ones. So, you know, oh, like just totally. like the whole, the, it's like a trip, you know? So, you mm -hmm. know, me, I, I've got a few few friends here in town that play and, and you know, we always, we're, there's usually three or four of us at least going driving to whatever tournament we're going to. And so it's, it, it kind of, it's like a road trip thing. And then we have a lot of traditions built into that, into the road, the, the gaming road trip. <laughs> so Even it, just at the yep. table, like, I don't know if yeah. you're a token stacker or I, I've got ADD. So everything's got to be just so in the right spot. Oh, yeah. I mean, I have a, I have a, a, a certain setup, like I, I lay out everything in a certain way every time. Yeah. Like I would drive you the game. insane, both insane. I have like ADHD, <laughs> but I am, <laughs> everywhere i mean I, I i don't keep it necessarily completely in order the entire game but i start a certain way at least so it's like i i always start the game with a certain setup and then you know i'm, I'm not always the greatest about putting all my uh, templates back exactly where i picked them up from but <laughs> we might be organized but we're still going to spend an hour trying to find that one two bank template where did it end up <laughs> where'd it go it's like, it's yeah, like oh it's under it's, it's under the three. <laughs> oh man I have my lucky one straight template that I've had since 1.0. Official oh, really? product. Well, so it was my first tournament. I have all brand new stuff. I play a game, and all of a sudden, my brand new one straight is replaced with this faded old one straight. <laughs> yeah, that happens. I forgot who I played, and I'm like, I, I guess I have to keep this, and I bring it to every tournament I ever play. <laughs> Yeah, I had a friend in one point who played a lot of uh, tie swarms, and his his one from using it for barrel rolls was just destroyed. Oh, yeah. It was like you couldn't even see the cardboard. line. Or any, like, yeah, that was a cardboard yeah. one, and that was all he ever used. And he's like a really, I mean, he's a good player. He's won plenty of acrylic over the years. He just he just refused to use it. He always used cardboard. <laughs> a lucky stick, man. You got to yeah. keep it. Yep. I am a sucker for acrylic. Yeah, me too. A sucker. 
Yeah, I'm currently. Uh, well, you know, when when I can ever get back to playing in person again, I'm I'm using my uh, my what was it the, the Rebel set from uh, System Opens last oh, year nice. last year. But it's just like we all have rituals. I mean, as just game players, video game and tabletop, and just they have rituals that you do. And so it just feels so strange not having those rituals. I try to bring some. Like, I wear my team jersey whenever I'm playing, like, online. Yeah. Even though there's no reason to, and I'm just sitting here with it and... Um, not just wearing the lucky bathrobe? Uh, no, because I don't go to stores in the bathrobe. Oh. But, like... <laughs> I'm, no, I meant at home. <laughs> I know. Playing online. Um... Rage, like in person, uh, my friends made a joke about me. Like one tournament, I got so mad, and they had free donuts. And I'm just like, I was on a diet, but I saw those donuts. I'm like, I'm so mad, so I just stormed out with a donut in hand. <laughs> and so every Rage tournament, eating. <laughs> every tournament after that, like they we've had donuts. Oh, yeah, we always that's stop a, at that's the a tradition I can approve of. Yeah. We we tend to most of the tournaments we travel for are down south of us because we because I live up in Jacksonville so we 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 are down in Orlando a lot for tournaments and we always stop at the same Chick Fil A in Palm Coast so it's <laughs> like it's like we get up at like you know six in the morning get in the car stop at the Chick Fil A in Palm Coast and then you know make our way into Orlando that's that's kind of become our that's our our, our ritual for sure. So as a Canadian, that's the proper pronunciation of that. It's not Chick Fil A. Nope, Chick Fil A. It's like, Chick Fil A. Oh, okay. Yep. No, you're fine. <laughs> I miss you guys so much. Man, I'm just having <laughs> memories of one of the last tournaments I had some swag from the Patreon for Fly Better, and I, the whole salami cat gang thing that happened. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I have, <laughs> I have little shit markers that are little salamis, and I would the last couple tournaments i said can you hold my salami for me and they, <laughs> they would just uh some of them refused it was kind of funny but i was just having some memories there thought i would share well i mean we talked about zam but any other rituals and it's really fascinating like okay so i'm in this um table therapeutic application um of tabletop role-playing game type of program learning how to use role-playing with therapy and education and they talked a lot about rituals, and that goes a lot into role playing. So, anyone else have rituals they do for like in person once we get back to it? Like, uh, person, like personally, when we have like the stream running, I like showing off cards in the dice box, like some of the Eldar cards. I'm Not so to... much for weekly Tuesday nights, but like when I'm going, if I'm traveling to a tournament, or if it's a store champ, or if it's if it's a big deal, if it's not just getting together with the guys on Tuesday. I have, yeah, like my tray that I bring. I have my lucky pin. I usually bring the same backpack because I know it holds everything just the way I like it. Uh, but mm -hmm. it's not a backpack that I would usually use. You know, like it, it's it's kind of ugly, honestly, but it fits everything perfectly. So for that kind of trip, yeah, it's it's more the uh, what and how I bring everything there. And then I, of course, like I said, my obsessive compulsive behavior of how I stack and hold my chips and dice yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I'm kind of the same way with the, like I have my particular backpacking and carrying case that I've been using. I, I have the same, you know, uh, tournament case I've been using since early 1.0 days. 
Yeah. And um, I have it, it just everything just kind of fits in there just the way I like it. And <laughs> you got um, the stickers all over it. And- yeah. Yeah. I've got the sticker. So, like, every time somebody gives me a sticker, it goes on the case. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've actually pretty much run out of room on it. Actually, I, I'm, I've, I've just started putting the stickers, like just collecting them inside the case because I, I ran okay. out of room on the outside. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's stuff, stuff like that for sure. I mean, de- and definitely like, I don't know, kind of weird too. Like we, like, I don't like to, I don't really like to eat during the tournament, which I know so it was weird. Like, you know, a lot of people, you know, l- does like the lunch break and everything. I try to keep it to like a light snack kind of a thing. Like, I don't know why, but I just feel like, I lose my uh, train of thought a little bit if I eat too much during a lunch break. How about caffeine? Lots. Um, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't I'll, drink. I'll chug it down. Yeah, I don't drink coffee, so I do. You know, have maybe a soda, like, but generally, I don't. I don't. I don't get a lot of caffeine. I actually think just thinking tournaments. I don't. My energy just is all from you know being nervous and hyper and moving about one big ritual for me is wanting to switch my list like five times <laughs> i'm never confident on, well, the, on list. the day yeah on the day that i will is. sit there and like i shouldn't bring this i should bring this and i'll just sit there and just contemplate until i'm told by my to when i do like the local cute big tournaments um he's like you have to pick a list now so I bring all my stuff. Like I will carry all my stuff in because I will change. I, I find with the, the big tournaments where you have to submit your list way early, that actually it is kind of a load off. You don't really need to think about <laughs> it now, you know? I, uh, I, I very much get in a rut with my lists. I, I will play a list to death. So it's, <laughs> I, hear that. I, I have something I like and I'm just like, I'm just going to keep playing it. Meta changes. I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to keep playing it. <laughs> play it long enough it'll come back and or you get so good that the meta doesn't matter that has happened well it's definitely happened where yeah. it's kind of like i played through a meta where it was like oh here's a meta where this this list i've been playing isn't great but i kind of muddled through and like did okay with it and then and then something happened and all of a sudden it's like one one new upgrade came out or whatever or something i get to change a little bit or for whatever reason just it just came back around in the meta and i'm like well i'm still good with it <laughs> i one uh well came in second i got a regional buy but i came in second in a store tournament flying zizor palab and talonbane cobra when they were like <laughs> bad yeah 1.0 what when was zizor good oh yeah, 1.0 zizor, sorry zizor, I don't know. I don't know. zizor was never good ever um am i the only I, one that pronounced it zizor she's or well i think it's she's she's or i think i'm gonna say i think you're right actually i think you're i'm from louisiana we don't pronounce anything correctly <laughs> Yeah, I I always change my lists. Like, there's there was a few that I stuck together. Like right now, my HMPs, my five A wings, or my my stress scum list. But everything else, I, I switch up all the time. But yeah, uh, I don't really have any other traditions. I I like as soon as shutdown happened is when I received my um my district foundry tournament case and. I'm hoping to be using that a lot when things get back to normal. But other than that, nothing. I can't really say that uh, I have any other real traditions. Just yeah, trying, Luke, to, you're just about trying to, to throw jokes, jokes around. Just trying to make. Luke, you're about to have fun. another baby. Things are never going to go back to normal. Nope. I'll play with you guys in about 18 years. <laughs> <laughs> See you in 18. 
I'm, well, just wait till the kids are old enough to start teaching them. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll start a Patreon know. for babysitting. They're going to know what's important in this life, and it's X-Wing. Okay. Hey, <laughs> my kids know uh, D&D is important. Well, that's a good start. We play that every Sunday. Great. And I'm about to go on so stir crazy. I, I want to teach them X-Wing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I tried yeah. getting my son into X-Wing. He's more of a card game guy. So he likes, uh, he likes, we, we played destiny for a while and then uh, that game's kind of dead now. So, um, we're trying out key forge now. Oh, I like destiny better than key forge. Yeah. I th- I, it's yeah. Uh, destiny was interesting. It was cool. Like the dice was, was kind of a neat feature to it. And you know, um, now I say that I watched destiny a bunch and I only played at like, we used to do, what is it called? Those t- tournaments where, like it's blind. You open packs and you make a deck out of the packs you get. Why am I? I'm forgetting. That. Yeah, okay. I'm totally blanking on what it's called so right now. I, I haven't done it in so long. I forgot <laughs> a draft. I played it's in draft. those, but it's a fun like concept game. Yeah. Uh, just uh, going back to the Caesar uh, pronunciation. Um, Imperial Ace ninety five here in the chat says it's pronounced Caesar. Yeah. Like the female she. Yeah. Yep. Or, okay. It's because I, of all of his pheromones that he releases. He, I can understand that. Lady. I don't think I'll pronounce it correctly ever, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. we pronounce let, down in Louisiana, New Orleans, like we have streets that should be pronounced one way and we just don't. Like H E L I O S. Should be pronounced Elios or Helios. We say Helois. <laughs> so I can't say anything about pronunciations. Oh yeah, we got some weird ones around here too. So we, it's 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 not uncommon. By the way, um, have y'all ever come over to this side of the South for tournaments? I have not made it as far as Louisiana. I have been to one, and um, I did go to a uh, one of the hyperspace qualifiers and. Um, mobile alabama okay um so i made it made it over that far we go to atlanta a fair bit so i've I've been to a lot of tournaments in atlanta over the years and i haven't made it that far yeah um atlanta's atlanta's it's a it's a good town i mean they got they got uh, got a good good gaming crew there i've been to the coca-cola museum there you know yeah it's atlanta I look forward to traveling down the states for some what, tournaments. Now what's the tournament like in Orlando? That must be pretty. Like, are they gigantic in Orlando? Yeah, um, it's like a big tourist town, right? Yeah, I mean, it's they have a they have a they have a pretty good scene down there. It's um, you know, they're not gigantic. It's but they're pretty good size. I think we've had like, I want to say the biggest tournament we've had is maybe about eighty players. Oh, um, I, I I would have pictured like three hundred or something. No, no, no. It's it, it's a little it's a little weird, like because Florida is pretty spread out. So, okay. um, you know, you can drive twelve hours and still be in Florida. So oh, it's wow. it's it's really because of the shape of the state and stuff. So yep. it's kind of hard to get the entire like the Panhandle people, like people who live out in the Panhandle, don't often come down to Orlando for tournaments. And okay, I, you know, well, to like be that. fair, I've only been to Orlando once, and obviously we did Disney Universal. But I mean, yeah. we kind of, I think up here we kind of assume that it's a, a huge hub tourist area, and you would, you know, I, I would think if you 
planned an Orlando uh, tournament, people would come out in droves or it's something. It's just hard to get the to. sun, the surf, and the yeah. Oh, is yeah. It, it, like, I guess it's it not takes, really on the ocean either, right? It's in the it middle takes of the about state. Yeah, nine hours to get from New Orleans to Orlando, and that's like you drive half the way across, and then you have to go south, and that's like five hours. Yeah. So it, it it takes a bit. I'm about two and a half, two two and a half hours away from Orlando and uh, where I'm at. So it's not too bad. And, and like I said, we go down there a lot for tournaments. But uh, yeah, Florida has kind of very distinct regions, and like the Panhandle, Miami, Orlando, and like Northeast Florida, are, which is where I'm at, are kind of like all distinct, distinct regions with kind of distinct player bases um, that cross over to some degree, but but um, not quite as much as you would as you would think oh that's cool that's fair sometimes i think i don't uh, i i assume that a lot of the states are not as big as i think they are you know they're not all uh new england or new jersey right yeah well, yeah so in the south louisiana has we've had some big uh hyperspace and regional level stuff where i am um but we usually we swing to mississippi and then we swing to Dallas, Houston. Yeah, that's that. That's the other thing too. Is far with with Florida. It's especially down like Orlando, South Florida area. It, it really is pretty isolated from a driving perspective. So it, it's it's a long drive to anywhere. Like it's like nine hours to eight or nine hours to get to Atlanta from Orlando. And um, same thing to like out to like towards Louisiana and stuff like that. It's it's pretty prohibitive from a driving perspective to get in and out of Orlando. So okay. If you're yeah. from anywhere else in the country. <laughs> I've been to Florida about half a dozen times because I got family in Tampa. But yeah. It's uh it's always fun hearing about the geography because I still don't understand it. I, I <laughs> are the know, people that live here, so yeah. I just know it takes like twenty four hours to drive there and it takes it takes a lot longer to drive across Canada than it takes to get to Florida. I know that. Well yeah, there's no oh, uh, no Canada mountain is, range in the yeah. way. Yeah, Canada is quite large. <laughs> uh, we don't like to boast, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's all it's all empty. Well, it was it's awesome that we got to share some memories, and that's that's a lot of fun. I I kind of wanted to dig a little bit into Threat Tracers if we want to talk about that real quick. Yes, sure. Um, and how they are kind of tearing everything up, enabling so many lists. Um, oh, you're not you're not salty about it. I love them. I don't like them used against. Well, me. I didn't like having to buy a separatist ship when I don't play separatists <laughs> just I mean, to get the damn card again. You buy the pack for the card and you get a free separatist ship. Just look at it that way. Yeah, now and now I love flying that little ship and I'm going to have to buy more of them. So, where does that leave me? Exactly where FFG wanted it to leave you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the separatist army. Uh, that is a fun little better, ship if you haven't bought it yet. Better than the um, buy a the auto thrusters pack and you get a free Star Viper. <laughs> <laughs> I have five of those too. <laughs> now, besides the obvious of what it does, it gives any ship with a missile slot a um, three dice gun that if it hits every friendly ship within range. One to three of that enemy ship gains a target lock on it, hmm. and it's it's one of those things where it's just so 
potentially dangerous, you want to do everything in your power to just avoid getting hit by it. That you would spend all of your resources to not get hit by that over an actual attack that does damage. Yeah, and two charges too. That's great. Yeah, and and it's limited to two, so you can have more than one, which is so you can and just two points each. I think that's the big thing is that they're only two points, so you can just throw them in on two ships and your, two generic ships in your list. You're not you're probably not going to lose both before they get to shoot. Well, actually, my my I I again here just you know using the AI, but I was putting putting it on Sirisu so that you can mm-hmm. shoot early. Oh yeah, that's smart as well. I was um, using it on my vulture droids, uh, so. Um, I was switching between one or two, and then four with energy cell, or five with energy cell, and then I would have Watt Tambor in there with Treacherous or without, and and Kraken as well. Kraken. And it's, I mean, I think going back to two Thread Tracers is definitely worth it, just because you can easily lose the first Vulture pretty uh, easily. And they're their first targets before the energy cell ones. So, yeah, two two vultures with energy, uh, four vultures with energy cells, two with red tracers, and then Watt Tambor with Kraken Treacherous. And you still have a one point bid, I think. And that was the uh, bigger your list, the better it is. Yeah, and that's what I flew when Separators first came out was Watt six energy shell vultures, but. This uh, this version is also hyperspace legal, so that's uh, that's kind of my go-to hyperspace list at the moment when I fly it. But I've been flying a lot more extended. What's everybody's kind of experiences with thread tracers? What do you guys think? Is it uh, a step in the right direction? I like the concept of them, and it's terrifying at times, but I'm not exactly worried about them. Because, okay, they get locks, and yeah, that's one ship that get, explodes, maybe. Um, I had it so that the game that I've really played against them, I haven't played, to be honest, I haven't played against them that much. Uh, the guy had the Thread Tracers on a bomber, and I suppressive gunnered him, and he took the deplete. And so he shot me with two dice, and I dodged, was able to dodge it. Time and place. One of my. Second round Kyber game. The guy was flying um, these arcs, and he was just like, yeah, I'll take the damage. Yeah, I'll take the damage. I was like, no, you're killing my (laughs) stuff. Stop taking the damage. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes I forget they even deal damage. But yeah, it's pretty pretty good. Yeah, I think these... I mean, I haven't haven't played against them since they've come out in 2.0. I do remember them from the 1.0 days. And it's uh, you know obviously it's a it's it's like a you know it's a force multiplier with a in a in a swarm in particular and that's where it gets used primarily um and it's you know it's dangerous i i think the um the the tough thing about stuff like this and this is is where they kind of have to walk a fine line is um munition swarms are you know can they can get way out of hand <laughs> very very quickly so um having that many ships on the board that can also throw large amounts of dice with weird modifications and stuff and like energy shells and stuff like that is 
is um you know it, it can get out of hand so it is something that they need to kind of keep an eye on we'll see if that two points sticks around um also i kind of doubt i i would i would expect that to get raised at some point yeah that's pretty cheap are you, are you seeing them a lot luke uh i know um uh, i mean there's some lists that just they almost seem broken with it i've seen will Hagwood fly it a lot. He's been testing it out with various Empire lists. He's also not inexperienced. Oh, yeah. absolutely not. Um, but the one that's scaring me right now is uh, Max. Um, I'm not sure, quite sure his first name, but he's in the Kyber Cup right now. I've flown him before. He has... Uh, I mean, this was already pretty terrifying before. But he has six bombers, uh, Empire bombers. They all have ion missiles. They, uh, a few of them have concussion bombs, thermal detonators, delay fuses, a variety of them. But they all have ion missiles, and two of them have threat tracers. And then they got those bendy bomb drops. I'm terrified of it. Uh, I haven't seen it on the table, but. It's just uh, six ships that are chunky, six health each. You don't want to be in the front of them. You don't want to be in the back of them. It's just... Okay, so... Seems really good. But they're going to use it... There are two dice attacks, unless it's a strange one. And then it's an ion missile. So they're going to use the target locks for that ion missile. Once you get... That's one damage. And an ion. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrifying but, for me because I don't like my HMPs being out of position. Okay, yeah, and you you're flying droids, so <laughs> I yeah, with, a little bit of that with some ion cannon turrets, but I managed to swing that one out okay. I think it's always going to be worse when you can fit it into a swarm. Like that's that maximizes its value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even the limit on it, like limit limit limiting it to two, isn't really that bad. Because like you're not gonna probably take more than you you don't really want to take more than two of these anyways in a in, in a squad. I think two is the right number in a swarm. You get yeah. two ships with these on there that gives you two opportunities to set up your target locks. Um, you know, four with the, all the charges. I think that's that's plenty. Yeah, because you at this actually, yeah. Now that you say that, I'm thinking it. My you're taking away two shots. I mean, yes, you are hopefully getting the target locks, but they're causing no damage. So you took two of your two of your damage dealers right out of the list. Yeah, you're never going to put this on every ship in a list anyways. So, it's, you know, I think the two limit is it's not hurting it. I don't think it I don't think it's really hurting it. It's just keeping it, I guess, from, you know, going, you know, having obviously more than two of them, but I I don't really know that you need more than two of them anyways. I was just building uh eight vultures, two with threat tracers and the rest with energy shells, all with struts and your two points over. Then take yeah. off the struts. I'll take yeah. off the struts off the threat tracers. There, there you go. go. All done. 200 points. Eight chips on the table. Deal with it. Yep. Yeah, and that's that's uh that's uh, terrifying. That's that's a lot of that's a lot of arcs. <laughs> and they all got the network calculates. It's pretty much pretty much a focus. All double modified three dice shots. All. But I mean, if you're if you know what you're doing, you're not going to get shot by all eight chips at once. You're going to go somewhere else. 
but it's definitely yeah. Yeah, something to play around with. Have you uh, seen a lot of the uh, lists take advantage of it, Stephen? I, I have. I mean, I've seen some people playing it. Like I've, I've, I've seen it kind of showing up in some swarms and stuff. And it's, um, it, it's going to be. I think it's going to get pretty heavily used. I, I actually expect to see. I, I expect to see a fair bit of it at the uh, uh, the the GSP tournament this weekend. I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised to see to see some swarms using this. So here's, you can have. Two, three, four, five, six, seven with energy shells, seven vultures with energy cells, then three eleven with threat tracers. Oh, no struts though, right? No struts. But my struts. My struts. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I'm not comfortable to defy them without the struts normally, but I mean that's what I originally did when they were three points. Yeah, it's definitely worth taking a look at. I think I think energy shells can go down a point, but I'm yeah. I can I can take this and um use my world's vulture cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think our um what we're trying to say in this uh podcast is I that threat tracers and Zam are probably going to go up. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah, at least Zam crew. I, I would think. Yeah, I think the fire sprays are in a good spot. You can run both of them at around 100. You can run Django Zam around 100 points each. It's yeah. not winning everything. It's doing well. A lot of people are using it. A lot of people hate it, but a lot of people just hate fire sprays to begin with. So And Django's of, not broken. It's not like Boba. Yeah, there's a lot of Boba PTSD going around. So I don't see why people should hate the fire spray. It is. It is I, I do understand... Why people dislike Boba Fett? That only flew. Boba I, I hear you. Okay, okay, fine, fine. But I'm <laughs> I'm agreeing with you. Right. Yeah, they shouldn't be. I, I was actually curious. To, I, I wondered if Django Fett would be played a lot. I, like the I six is very interesting, but his ability is is nowhere near Boba Fett's. No, not at all. And they would be they would be flown completely different. Like I have no fear of flying Boba Fett. You know, right in your face. I want to be as close to you as I can. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can put Boba wherever you want. If you're trying to fly a Django Fett that's over 100 points, you're probably not gonna try and use his ability all the time. You're gonna try and avoid getting shot. It's a I six fire spray with a nice ability if you can get it to trigger. Yeah, it's a bonus if it triggers. I, I don't know that you're ever thinking about making it trigger. And then the the boba gunner is even harder to trigger. Yeah. Oh, I haven't played that one. I look yeah. at it and I'm like, oh, that's not fun. I only saw it on the the Sunfac version because it's just the two ships and Sunfac only takes up so much. Well, it has. Uh, I don't know the wording exactly, but it's it's not always easy to get. There has to be no one else in your arc. I think is that how it's worded? It's only yeah. You can only have one. Yeah, only the ship you're attacking. So while you yeah, perform an attack, if there are no other ships in the attack arc, you can change a focus to a hit. It doesn't happen as often as you want. Yeah. And it's an expensive uh, gunner as well. Same price as Dengar and Scum. Which triggers a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I'd probably take Dengar. Over over this Boba. Uh, 
I know we've been uh, recording for about an hour. I'm not sure if there's any other subjects you guys want to tackle or if we wanted to kind of close out. Oh, we can close out. I thought this, I think this is a great podcast. Oh, yeah. It's a couple of. I didn't have anything else to add, really, but. Yeah. Uh, I Uh, I thought it was fun. We got to kind of stroll down memory lane. Yeah. Good times. (laughs) So, uh, thank you so much for. Coming on, Stephen. It was a blast. Yeah, no problem. Uh, Thanks for having Steve, me. Steve, however you. Steve, Stephen. Uh, I get, I get, I get called a lot of different things. It's fine. Florida man, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> uh, you have an there... episode coming out soon. Um, yeah, we'll probably record. We'll probably do an episode after the AMG announcements. Um, we've been. Uh, oh, we've that's something we. Bit of, bit of a hiatus lately. We can yeah. end with like a checkout question here with a. Uh, what do you hope AMG talks about? I want to hear about organized play. I think they need to, I think the most important thing AMG needs to do um, is fix, is get organized play really well organized. And it needs to be ready to go and kind of move in right out of the gates after, after um, whenever lockdowns end. So oh they, God, they're going to have a lot of hungry people. Yeah. So and, are you and, familiar with their organized play with Marvel Crisis Pro- Protocol? I am not. I have not played that game at all. Um, well, it came out at the bad time because as soon as they were getting rolling with their organized play, pandemic. Yeah. Their first organized play was all like there was a new scenario, like an ultimate encounter where one player played the bad guy and other players fought against the bad guy. And so it came with like these stat cards and these new alternate art participation cards. And then they just released uh, more organized play documents for like different game modes. Like they have a ban mode where Mm -hmm. each player takes 10 characters and then you take turns banning your Mm -hmm. opponent's stuff. But like they are good with organized play people are like oh it's all participation but that's what marvel crisis protocol kind of is it's a participation game yeah but no for christmas i look forward to painting them i get what you're saying with that yeah i I just really think that for the good of the game for the good of the of, of of the health of the game they need to be prepared for uh organized play coming out of lockdowns so, you know, middle of this year, end of this year, whenever enough people get vaccinated and, and people are willing to start going to bigger, larger tournaments and events, they, they just need to be ready. Because I, I think if they're not ready, they're going to lose the the, uh, the pent-up audience. Because right, I think right now there's a big pent-up audience of people who have not been able to play in person and who also don't really want to play online and who are really looking forward to in-person events. And if, if they're not prepared for that i think there's going to be problems so that's my big hope is that they're just they understand that and they're and they're they're prepping for that all right everybody um um deep luke do you have any hope amg what they say hope or predictions oh yes um more expansions for outer rim please <laughs> yeah <laughs> do they have that game that's still a yep. game yeah i think they they got all of. The, oh wait, maybe not. I know they have Armada, Legion, and X-wing. X-wing they sure. might have Outer Rim. Outer Rim, I think, is classified under the board games, isn't it? Ah, uh, 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure. Fine. That's what I get for trying to be funny. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't have anything particular. I'm just uh, really curious. Like, uh, uh, Stephen brings up an interesting point about organized play, which I hadn't thought of. I have visited their website. It's uh, it's it's sparse. I I hope that they are prepared for the size of game that they've just inherited. Yeah. I want to all of it. Do they have do they have expansions set? Are there any? Is there anything coming out? Are they um, like were they just handed the keys and FFG walked away? Like I, I don't I don't know. I'm yeah. not sure what they'll tell you about that. But yeah, I mean, my understanding my understanding is that FFG is they're they're usually their development usually three four waves ahead. So my guess is that they've probably got a couple of waves at least worth of work kind of in the bank as far as what's going to be coming out next um which i'm assuming they'll 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 introduce or probably announce something whatever the next thing is going to be but i don't know that i don't feel like content is too much of an issue right now we just had a ton of new content come out uh, i don't know i to me There's it's really just we're figuring out <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We, we do have to get out and use it actually yeah so yeah, if there is one thing that I want them to work on is it's their um, uh, I mean, the communication was pretty good with FFG, but with the stores especially, I know that our local store, just so that they would get stuff on time for pre-orders, they'd had to order like months and months ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, so just I still didn't get it on time. And even even with um like. I've heard that Marvel Crisis Protocol at our current at our store it's still tough to get in. So I hope that they work on that a little bit. No, nothing getting stuck on a boat or any of that. <laughs> the old stuck on a boat. <laughs> Hopefully they uh fix those boats when they transferred to AMG. Yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll still never forget because I remember when that became like a thing was was I think it was what wave five of of uh 1.0 it was because it was the the decimator and the um yt2400 that everybody was waiting for and then they got there was that strike at the dockyards in like seattle or something and it caused like this massive delay <laughs> in getting all the way five stuff that oh, that man. was like the that was like the first that 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 was literally like well, that and that and because their coming up page on ffg used to used to literally say like on the boat which meant really nothing. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, just, yeah. They yep. would just put that there. It's like on the boat. I'm like, what the hell does that even mean? Is it literally <laughs> on a boat? Has it been on a boat for four months? Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't get it. it right before I started, I, I started in wave seven of the first, uh, of, oh, of, uh, yeah. 1.0. Yeah. Yeah. Wave, wave five was the first release controversy where it got everything. Things got delayed. Uh, I think that we're going to kind of slow things down here and kind of, uh, I was going to ask you, Stephen, is there um, any shout outs you want to make? And of course, everybody listening, make sure to check out uh, Florida man plays X wing. Yeah. Uh, wherever you listen to podcasts, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. We're on all the normal platforms. So come and check it out. Like I said, it's been a bit since we released an episode, but we're going to try to kind of come back with the, with the AMG post post release thing here. So, um, I look to it. yeah it's been uh it's been good um you know I, as far as shout outs i mean 
Not really. Just uh, just the Florida crew. You guys, you know who you are. If anybody's if anybody's listening, um, that's that's all I got. Well, thanks so much, uh, everybody, for um, coming on and uh, scheduling another time this week to come on. Normally, we do Monday nights, but uh, Thursday nights seem to work out just fine. And I uh, wish everyone a great night and everybody listening a great night. And we'll we'll see you next time. Hopefully, uh, we'll try and record as soon as that uh, that twist stream happens. Or Let's shortly plan after. on it. Have a great night, everyone, and we'll see you next time. Yep. See you guys. Bye. Nice, nice meeting you. Yeah, you too.